Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year's Eve. The Flames are back in the win column after being ravaged by COVID. But let's take a look back at this year and just what the Flames went through. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I hope you had a wonderful and safe holiday. Things are looking up in the, uh, the world of the Calgary Flames, and I thought that today we could take a look back at this year for the team and just watch and look at, uh, you know, how far this team has come, what they have overcame, overcome, and what lies ahead of them. January, uh, hard to believe that was 11 months ago, but that kicked off the start of a new season, and we really thought that that would be the turning point for this team. You know, uh, they didn't really do much after after the bubble, and we were kind of thinking that, okay, Jeff Ward's here now. Uh, wasn't a long-term deal by any means, but it was still... Uh, you know, a coach that was potentially going to bring them some stability. And this team kicked off uh, with very high expectations because they had brought in Jacob Markstrom and that that would fix a lot of their problems uh, in terms of goaltending and uh, finally having a solidified goaltender. And it was going to be the Canadian division and my God, if that was not one of the most boring things I ever had to watch, uh, I was very worried that we were going to maybe potentially have to have like a realignment in the season due to Miss COVID um, and potentially see that again. But it, it looks like we were able to avoid that. Um, the Flames didn't interview anyone for their head coach position. Uh Gallant was out there for uh, out there as well, but nope, this team stuck with Jeff Ward, and uh, they knew that he was the guy. And <laughs> not long into the season, things kind kind of began to show themselves, uh, and just kind of where where we were at as a team. <sighs> I did not know that this was in January. I thought that this was later into the season. To be completely honest. But uh, there was an evident rift in the room, and I think that we can kind of contribute the turning point in that, or like pinpoint that as the night that Jake Muzzin flipped the puck at Matthew Kachuk, and Kachuk threw a little bit of a tantrum. Now, for those of you who don't remember, um, Muzzin ended up doing that because Kachuk fell on Jack Campbell the last time they played each other and it was only like a few day period. So I believe that the um, Kachuk Jack incident was on a Saturday and then this was on a Monday or Tuesday. So not much time had passed and it was at the end of the game when Muzzin, you know, flipped the puck at him and whatever. And Kachuk got upset and like, I don't blame him 
I think that it was just a very childish thing for Muzzin to do. You know, if you're gonna, you know, like, get, like, retaliate for one of your players, I don't know if doing it after the buzzer is uh, the move. I, I mean, I'd rather you not, like, try to kill him or physically injure him, but grow up and say something to his face, I think is what I'm trying to say. You know, uh, it's definitely, I, I don't know. I just feel like hucking the puck in him is childish. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of put a, a divide, I think, in between the locker room. And there were rumors coming out about the divide and just how unhappy some of the players seem to have been with Chucky's behavior. So, coming up next, we are going to talk about the turning point and, you know, just just how much things did shift after that Toronto incident. But first, let's talk about beards. Do you have a beard? Well, then you need to get Primal. You heard me. Got beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. You're Maybe you're the guy who never really considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and grooms, groomed. Sorry, <laughs> They are fantastic products that are free from harmful and synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils make, make balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned and feel the best in beard products. Um, all products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. Combo kits make for great gifts for anyone that you are searching for. My boyfriend uses the beard oil and he has noticed a significant um, decrease in itching. <laughs> and um, his beard does look a lot healthier and um, more kept up with. And we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare the ingredients and feel the difference with other products. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably seeing my cat do a little dance. <laughs> but remember that you can use the code LOCKEDON and it'll get you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. And that's, <laughs> that's code LOCKEDON at PrimalOriginOils.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, always, always grateful to have have you here. Um, and if you're like I mentioned, if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're not, uh, this is a great time to watch. My cat is trying to jump into my laundry basket from my uh, my wicker stand, so it's uh, <laughs> quite the time here. But you know what else <laughs> was quite the time? Watching the Flames lose five to one, five to three, seven to nothing. That that was truly an experience, and it was brutal hockey to watch. And I think what made it worse was the fact that we were only playing the same five teams, or sorry, six other teams, and it was just um, not good it was the flames weren't playing good hockey and <laughs> they were not putting up a fight it's just it's embarrassing to look back on because you're thinking about um 
you know, just how heavily they got their uh, butts handed to them after night. And there was mismanagement. I remember uh, the power play being a significant issue. And just their five on five was brutal. And Sean Monahan was injured six games into this season. So I, I should have pulled it up, but it's, Six games into the season, like that's not even, you're not even a month into the season. You're not even like two weeks into the season. And this kid's out here playing with a fractured hip or whatever it was. And he's slowing the second line down. Your second line, which has been known for, you know, significant production. And there was no, no um, inclination for, <laughs> for Ward to move like break up that first line and move uh, Johnny up there to kind of get the team going or anything. And it was, it was just bad. It was not a good time to be a Flames player, to be a Flames fan or somebody who reports on the team on a daily basis. <laughs> I just, I remember there was one game. I, it was, I'm pretty sure it was, there was an incident on uh, at, at even strength and the flames they just they looked so bad just so slow and like they could not keep up with their opponent and but they but the lines were so mismatched if I if I'm remembering correctly and everybody was kind like everyone on Twitter was like dude what is Jeff Ward doing like why why are these things happening and then um <laughs> Uh, Lucic went out and said like threw his teammates under the bus and was like yeah no like there's only so much the coach can do as if the players weren't out there like doing the best that they could considering how out of shape they were but um (laughs) the breaking point for me personally was the Ottawa Senators game when the Sens won like eight nothing or something absolutely absurd like that and it was they were going to be playing Ottawa like two times in three days or something like that. And they were in Ottawa, if I remember correctly. And Brad Tree Living traveled out to the second game. And number one, your general manager traveling to a game in the middle of a pandemic against a team that just kicked your butt is never a good sign. And then the flame, the flames won like seven to nothing. So we're thinking, okay, like they're in the clear, like, okay, this, this is good. No, Jeff Ward's fired. And then, um, so this is March now, March rolls around and Jeff Ward's fired that night. And then within like the same tweet, it's announced that Daryl Sutter's coming back. The man has left the farm and he, he's the head coach. And people were excited. People were nervous. People didn't know how to feel. But what they knew is that it was time for a winner to take over and show the world that this team was legit and to kind of get them into shape and show everyone that this team is capable of winning. And I think that I was very nervous and very suspicious about Daryl Sutter coming in because 
looking back on it, how long were they having those conversations for? How, how long were they saying things like, hey, uh, you know, we're thinking about firing our head coach. Like, would you be interested in this position? Or was he reached out to over the summer? I guess it technically wasn't the summer. It was like the fall during the off season and said things like, okay, like, hey, uh, do you want to come back? And Sutter's like, no, call me when you need a replacement or something like that. And I'm interested to know, like, if Sutter jumped at it as soon as he could or if he just kind of was like, okay. Because that, that boy lives on the farm in Alberta. Good for him. But their transition was not going to happen overnight. It took a very long time for this team to break all of their bad habits, to perform at a at a more acceptable level. And I think that their season being delayed a little bit with the Canucks because their last four games were against the Canucks. And the Canucks were going through um, a variant breakout outbreak and uh, they had to wait. And <laughs> I mean, the, the Flames, I think they lost most of those games because most of their players had um, been benched because of injuries or Sutter was just not gonna waste his time and talent potentially injuring players but it was interesting to see how far they had come in three months and what's even more interesting is seeing how far they've come in almost a year and we will talk about the final stretch of 2021 for the flames right after we talk about bet online ag bet online ag has all of your sports betting needs they have your Casino games, they have your football, college football, basketball, hockey, wrestling, UFC, you name it. Bet Online AG has it, and they are chef's kiss with their new layout. It's beautiful, easy to navigate, and you, my friends, can get that 50% welcome bonus when you sign up today and use promo code LOCKED ON. So all you have to do sign up for your free account. Make your first deposit and use promo code LOCKED ON for that 50% welcome bonus. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Flames. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And if you're watching on YouTube, my handle is right on the screen. So Sutter takes over, okay? Kicks kicks his first practice off with a bag skate, okay? He kicked it off of the bag skate. And that's when we knew we were in for a rude awakening because he knew that this team was out of shape. It was obvious that this team was out of shape. And he was getting their butts into gear and shaking them awake and saying, if I'm going to coach this team, you're going to play hockey at an elite level. And after a bit, the team didn't look like a beer league anymore. So part of me is wondering if they were playing at a more elite level because they were obviously conditioning. Strength and conditioning is very important. But if they're 
if they had a new nutritionist come in or something and kind of say, hey, if you're going to work out and like play at this level, you need to eat better or something like that. Like have a new chef come in and kind of uh, kick, kick their butts into gear because I just, I feel like there was such, um, it, it was such, um, an interesting shift. And I, I think that it, it's great to see the team come those wavelengths, but I, and like, not that I think that like they were ever like, I don't know. I just, I feel like there, there was some hand in hand coordination there. Like there's a correlation there rather between the conditioning and potentially some other changes going on. So I, I'd be interested to see. And obviously around this time, Sam Bennett gets treated. David Riddick is off to Toronto and, you know, we're saying goodbye. We're saying goodbye to some, uh, you know, beloved players and Matthew Kachuk's best friends. And uh, people are starting to wonder if Kachuk's getting traded in the off season. Uh, didn't happen. Obviously Sam Bennett was tearing it up in, um, <laughs> and still is daring it up in Florida with the Panthers and Riddick is in Nashville now. So things are moving on in their lives. So obviously the flames missed the playoffs and they didn't live up to anyone's expectations. And it was a bummer, but you know what happened? Blake Coleman signs in the off season and the boys and girls and everyone in between are buzzing they are so excited that a two-time Stanley Cup championship winner is coming to Calgary. It was between Calgary and Boston, and he chose chose Calgary, which is huge. And then the Flames go on to trade for Nikita Zadorov in uh, who was a Chicago Blue Liner. And then they go and give uh, Eric Goodbranson <laughs> uh, a, a few dollars after Seattle snatched up their captain, Mark Giordano. The Flames obviously had uh, quite the busy offseason, but it, they didn't really add a lot of um, productivity, I guess, uh, productive forwards. You know, obviously signing Blake Coleman is huge, and a lot of people were really worried about just how much the lack of a power forward would uh, impact this team. And of course, <laughs> speaking of power forward, Andrew Mangiapane had the time of his life winning gold for Team Canada at Worlds, and he was just like the happiest, he was a king in a castle. He won MVP, and he has had himself one heck of a season, and that kid's going to get paid, and I'm very, very happy for him. Uh, he just seems like an absolute gem and an absolute uh, fantastic <laughs> player, and he's having a career season, and that that wasn't to that's doesn't come as a surprise considering how great of a season he had, and then his performance at Worlds. And now the Flames are ending the year on a high note after being ravaged by the Roro, we'll call her, 
They won six to four against the Seattle Kraken, moving their way back. They're clawing their way back to first in the Pacific Division. It has been a pleasure chatting with you all this year. I'm very excited for next year and just uh, what 2022 has to offer us. And thank you all so much for tuning into the show. It was a record year in terms of downloads, listens, and things like that. So thank you all so very much. And I will catch you all uh, next year. Bye-bye.